Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Way on your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, the Horn. When old Santa gets into town, he'll be coming down the chimney down. It's the holiday season, and Santa Claus has got a toy for every good girl and good little boy. Santa's a great big bundle of joy when he's coming down the chimney down. When he's coming down the chimney down. He'll have a big fat pack upon his back. Good morning and welcome to Light the Tower here on the Horn, 104.9, 1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital here on the Horn app and hornfm.com. My name is Craig White. Glad to have you with us this morning. Glad to be back home. It was a busy time, but I really had a good time. Enjoyed it uh, up in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Uh, Jeff House still out today, and I uh, hope to have him back tomorrow as he was uh, clearing you might say, uh, clearing all the uh, necessary uh, health and safety protocol issues as he uh, clears steps away from uh, COVID. So hopefully uh, he'll be back tomorrow. Glad to have you. Um, I can tell you that uh, we do have behind the glass our um, resident, not only erstwhile producer, and purveyor of all good things, Flex ATX, because after all, in the final analysis, it's a flex. And he uh, also uh, got an opportunity to be up there in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex over the weekend for the state high school football championships. It's often said that he is not, uh, he is always behind the glass, except if there is an area, a high school football team playing for a state championship during the shift. That happened on Friday, and that's why Jonathan John Donaldson, J.J. Donaldson, was up there. We know him as Snoop Daniel. How are you doing this morning, Snoop? Great. Oh, gosh, that's the first, that's right? first time I've spoken in a little bit. <laughs> they cleared the frog out a little bit. Yeah, and the, uh, yeah that was a crazy weekend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just like. What just happened? <laughs> it was so much in such a little, small amount of time. It was like a, a life's worth of experience in like four days. I made the remark on, uh, you know, after doing all the games and stuff, working those games, we had one final uh, scoreboard show Saturday night. So uh, I had the opportunity, the, you know, fortunate and blessed and, and all that and, and excited to be there. There were 12 state championship games, and I, I got a chance to call seven of those uh, for Valley Sports Southwest. And then when we were done Saturday night, we had one final big high school scoreboard live 90-minute wrap-up show. So as soon as I got done and got off the air after Duncanville had won the last of the state titles and all the interviews and all that kind of stuff, I took off the headset and threw my stuff in my bag, and I headed down 
to our broadcast. I was uh, looking for you. I was like, I know Craig is like, oh my God, it's over. Well, did you did you see me there? I mean, I was well, there on the set. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was looking up, and you were gesturing. No, I saw that when you were down in the field. That thing from way back down mm-hmm. on the field <laughs> afterwards. You know, I know after the after you probably didn't stick around while we were doing the scoreboard show because you were headed back over to your luxury hotel to try to commiserate in the in the <laughs> hotel lobby bar area. Is that correct? It's true. I thought you might be there. I thought you might. I'll be tell there. you, Westlake uh, uh, Lowe's, Mister Your Money this weekend. Uh, yeah. They, they may have. They, Bro, they they're may like, have. where's Wesley? Where are y'all? So, um, I, th- to your point earlier about all those games and a blur on everything, I made the comment on the show that, you know, they, w- they had me running through the highlights of Benjamin winning the uh, 1A six-man Division two game over Lorraine. That started all of it on Wednesday. That was 11 o'clock in the morning on Wednesday. And and I was on the call of that game, and I said, blah, blah, blah. And I said, I had I had uh, the highlights of that. I said, I had this game on Wednesday morning. I said, it was three days ago, and it seems like three weeks ago or something. It seemed like so far back because so much happens in such a compressed amount of time. You think about it. There are 12 football games and 12 state champions crowned in under 96 hours when you, when you just th- think about that. Yes. So – uh, it's it, it, it's it's a crazy time. It was it, it, a lot of fun, though. Uh, enjoyed all that. Toward that end, uh, coming up a little later on, and, and we do have one final Whataburger Top 5 today. We always close it out with a uh, final Whataburger Top 5 performances of the weekend because of the state championships. So, And what we're actually going to do is rank – uh, the top 12, it'll be uh, one final, you might say, almost kind of triple meat with cheese a little bit because it's going to be the 12 state championship performances of the weekend. So we're going to have that uh, coming up. But uh, coming up in our usual time before the bottom of the hour, when we normally visit on Thursdays with Drew Sanders, head coach of the Vandegrift Vipers, we're going to do it today. Uh, I wanted to have one opportunity, we, and we do this with – with uh, Drew every year, regardless of when their season ends. The following week, we do a season wrap-up with him and reflections. Given the fact that this was the first time that Vandergriff ever reached a state championship game in football, uh, we, we definitely wanted to make sure to do this, and he said, sure, he'd be glad to do it. So he's going he's gonna to pop on with us a little bit later on this half hour. Uh, we're, we do have a Longhorn Notebook. The Longhorn Notebook... Uh, we've got basketball to discuss, but also the word that you've undoubtedly heard that's just come down a few minutes ago that B. John Robinson has announced he will, uh, you know, uh, make himself, declare himself available for the NFL draft. And so he will not play in the Alamo Bowl and he will forgo his senior season. There's no surprise there. There's no shock there. And everybody wishes that dude all the best because he's going to be a first round draft choice. And uh, it makes all the sense in the world. Uh, from a business perspective, for him to make that call, so we we wish Bijan all the best. Uh, that that's part of the Longhorn Notebook, and then of course a recap of the Texas men's and women's basketball games that were yesterday at the American Airlines Center in Dallas as part of that Pac-12 Coast to Coast Challenge. So we'll have that uh, in our Longhorn Notebook. Uh, also, we have Inconceivable uh, this hour, and we've got uh, some things from the Inconceivable file. Uh, we uh, we need to look back at the NFL weekend, yeah. including 
that's another Including. thing that made that weekend seem so crazy <laughs> is the way the Texans and the Cowboys that was just like on top of everything that happened. <laughs> yeah. Football week. Yeah. Uh so uh oh, Lord. Um uh, so yeah. Uh we need to we need to talk about the NFL. I mean the Colts Vikings game. That was happening oh. while I was busy on Saturday, so I didn't get a chance to see that. But uh the greatest regular season comeback in NFL history, down thirty three to nothing to come back and win. So um, so we'll have that. Uh, as our Specs text line is open at 337-3776, 512-337-3776. Somebody asked me, said, do we need to apologize to the Colonel for that long intro music? No, 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 no. As long as we jump in at some point talk. I mean, the Colonel's probably holding that plank position for a time, but I um, had a great uh, visit uh, with uh, a guy that's uh, – uh, well-known name in circles around Texas high school football. Uh, Alan Borders came in to visit with me. He and the Colonel are very good friends, and uh, I sent him a I sent him a, a photo of the two of us there in the booth. So we had that uh, for the person on the uh, Specs text line. Is that are you going to have Tep on one last time? Yeah, the answer is yes. Tomorrow at eleven ten in that normal Tuesday slot. It ought to be interesting because. Greg Tepper, managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. A couple of things that changed from last year. First of all, his voice made it all the way through the weekend. He did not lose his voice as as was the case last weekend, uh, last year, when he was just as raspy as could be, and uh, it was hard to you know for him to get through that final show. He does have his he does have his voice. He made it all the way through the weekend. And the other thing is, he's going to be. I think he said in a minivan with his wife and his. His two little boys, and they're going to be driving to St. Louis for a uh, a family Christmas thing. So, yeah, he'll, he'll visit with us. Uh, so we'll do that. So there's there's plenty to get to on uh, on the program. And uh, Snoop, the other thing that we're going to do is we're going to I don't I don't want to say pay tribute or homage or anything like that. We're just going to examine. One final time, the computer for oh. the season. Because the, here's one thing you have to respect about the people who feed all the information at Pigskin Prep about the computer. What they will do when it's all said and done, and I got the report late last night, they will let you know how they did in terms of the, the playoff teams, how they did as it projected all the way through. They're very transparent. After all, it is a computer, right? So it's it's there. So we're gonna. Does he like basketball? Uh, well, this is pigskin prep, so wow. this would be a football thing. But there are basketball things that happen. I, I, not with this group, uh, but anyway. So uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll examine that as well because uh, it was it was pretty interesting to see how it all turned out in terms of the uh, the way all of that. All of that stuff. So uh, somebody said, are you going to talk to anyone from the Texas Volleyball National Champions? That'd be difficult to do. That's why they did the tower thing yesterday because they're all scattering to the four winds. Uh, several of the student athletes are headed off to professional careers. That's why they did that yesterday. Uh, and uh, that's what we were told is because everybody was being released and taken off and the semester break is done. But uh, uh, we'll see if we can also visit with Jared Elliott. I know he's real busy, too, and there's travel involved, especially at the uh, at the holiday time. So we're, that we've already kind of endeavoring on some of that. So I saw we'll, Riley Heinrich on Insta. Uh, she used to go to Rouse, and she's what? 
she loves UT, and it's fun to watch her have success. I mean, that's the biggest, yeah. biggest prize. Yeah, absolutely. So, so that's a really cool deal, also. Um, and and uh, and that's part of the Longhorn notebook coming up as well. So, lots to get to, and um, I guess what we should do, without uh, further ado, is jump in with the final Whataburger top five of the season whataburger top five okay prepare to receive today's edition here we go top five performances of the weekend now again it would be a little unfair when you're you know saying you leave somebody out when you're talking about state championships so toward that end what we're going to do is we're going to list all 12 of the state champions and and rank their uh you know the uh, top five performances hey it's a state championship performance that's what matters most and all uh number 12 is benjamin started number one ended number one uh it was kind of ho-hum uh with them and also they got the moving influx of grayson rigdon coming in from being the uh mvp as a freshman for strawns State championship team. His dad, Jake Rigdon, they were looking for another uh, opportunity. Uh, he wanted to coach again in another place. He uh, was actually going to be the head coach of Benjamin. Had a couple of health issues and crop up. He wound up being the defensive quarter coordinator. Uh, Grayson Rigdon looked great. Went on. Had a great season. They win the state championship. And we're told there's a chance he might not be Benjamin next year might be going for his third state title his third different school next year if dad takes a coaching job somewhere else that's you know that's how that works a lot of times when the families move um Aikens uh Aikens <laughs> I don't think Aikens fields a six-man program you know we're talking about six-man coach oh, okay, here, okay. so that's all right. All right, uh, uh, number eleven would be Westbrook, back-to-back state champions uh, for Westbrook, and um, they took care of their business uh, and uh, won it over Abbott. Great season for Abbott's Panthers. Westbrook really took advantage in the second half, and when there was an unusual situation happening. Now's the time to save thirty percent on wedding jewelry only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. When you say six-man, you say unusual. That happens, you know. Um, remember, there's a 45-point mercy rule, and Benjamin had already won by 45-point uh, mercy rule in their game, and so it was. I think they won 68-30, and that thing was over. So then they get to this other game, and they're starting to put separation uh, Westbrook between themselves and Abbott. They score a touchdown, so it's like okay. In six-man, you run for one and you kick for two. So, you're thinking you kick the two-point extra point, and that's going to put them within, uh, at that point, seven points of winning a state championship. Well, they misfired on the snap, and they picked it up and flipped it to the up man who just kind of ran and surged forward and got one of those bush pushes from his teammates 
into the end zone. So they got one point for that. So that put them within eight. And then two plays later, they get a pick, uh, an interception, and then they hit a touchdown pass and kick the two-pointer ball game. So they wind up winning that one 69-24. They won by exactly 45 points to do that. So Westbrook number 11. Number 10 was Gunter, the Tigers, winning the three Division II title, and they were a machine. Uh, they dispatched Poth from down, you know, southeast of San Antonio, like you're headed down toward uh, Corpus. Uh, and and a great a great story for Poth, uh, getting to their first state championship game since 1968. The entire Poth team was staying at the hotel where I was, and a lot of their fans as well. So I go out uh, on Thursday morning to head over. I think I was just going to go. I think I might have been just making a Starbucks or I'm going to get a cup of coffee. And I walk out and I smell something. I look and I, I look over to the side and outside the main entrance of the hotel are these giant smokers and grills. And it's poth people. And they're cooking up like breakfast tacos and big slabs of bacon and all that stuff. It was like this giant tailgate at like 8 o'clock in the morning. And they weren't playing until well into the afternoon over at the stadium. But there they were in the hotel parking lot. Hey, come on back. We'll give you something afterwards. So it was a great, great season for them. Awesome. Gunner fulfilling its destiny. Wire to wire, number one state champions. And uh, the Gunner Tigers, 3A Division II state titleists. Uh, number, uh, let's see, 12, 11, 10. Number nine in that was uh, Holy, the Bearcats, who... Uh, Stun Mart to win on Wednesday, uh, or not Mart, uh, Refurio on Thursday morning. Uh, we mentioned last year, uh, Temper and I did the game when they lost to Shiner in the state championship game, and Refurio took out Shiner this year. So here it was, it was going to be like the redo thing, but Refurio uh, is, is a pretty young team. Now, they'll be back, and they're going to be tough to deal with, but this was a, a veteran Hawley Bearcat team, and we thought that they would probably do well, and they did Rody Hooper, their quarterback, Austin Compton, who couldn't play last year, was the outstanding MVP, and uh, they won that one. They won handily to win the state championship, 54-28 in that contest. All right, uh, number eight on the uh, list, Alito, becoming the first school ever to win 11 state championships, and uh, just absolutely wiped out College Station. You know, I, I thought the computer was being kind, picking Alito only by 11 in that game. I mean, they were up 35 nothing before before I could even get to the stadium. It happened so quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, were you there early enough on yes, Saturday morning I, I for that? I did. Because I wanted to support College Station. I got up a little later. I had to get there like at halftime. But yeah, Wait a minute, was... let me stop you right there. I wanted to support College Station. Mm. That was your – that was your – Line. I just, I'm just yes. checking on that. Okay. Uh, well, only because they're. I know. 11.5 AD1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So, okay. I so got you. Georgetown was kind of there, too, for that. Yeah. Leander Hendrickson, too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. So uh, next on the list, uh, afterwards, uh, Franklin, who really got pushed by Brock, won on the walk off field goal. Great game. Uh, really a, a, a lot of fun to call that 17. 17- to 14. Next, China Spring almost in the same breath taking out Bernie and this is this is rare. It is not often that one team can spot another team 
a 21 to nothing lead in a state championship game and rally back to win. But that's what China Spring did. Great defense to shut down Bernie after that. The Bays brothers got limited after that, and they started moving the ball well enough and um, and got the walk-off field goal. So back-to-back days, got a chance to call a 20-yard walk-off field goal to win it. Same exact spot on the field. That was my favorite game, personally. It was a fun game, no, no doubt about it. Okay, next up after that is Carthage. And it was an absolute wipeout, as we thought it might be, uh, of Wimberley. Wimberley had a great year. There's no doubt about it. But there's a reason why I told you that around the studio we were referring to Carthage as a cold-blooded killing machine. Because that's what they've done to every single opponent other than Glen Rose in the semifinals, where they got pushed. Um, but they answered the call on that. And, again, it was kind of like the Alito game. They jumped up on Wimberley so quickly there was no chance really for the Texans to respond. They had one – well, it was a strip takeaway where the receiver, True Couch, was yeah. breaking away. And, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I saw some amazing plays. Yeah, Carthage is a beast. I now know. Yeah. <laughs> um, next uh, on the list, uh, South Oak Cliff making it back-to-back state titles. And uh, they, had to, they had to flip the script and turn it around. And uh, and did that, and because the PNG gave them everything they had, and they were up actually seventeen to five in the they second quarter. Dominant. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and then and then Sock turned around and just reeled off twenty nine and answered before uh, there was a late touchdown from uh, Port Nature's Groves. Great season for PNG, uh, South Oak Cliff back to back state titles as Jason Todd. Was asked, you know, what 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 do you want guys to say? And he says, I want somebody to call me coach two times. <laughs> and so that's what he is. That is uh, number four. Number three, Malik Muhammad, by the way, Manny Muhammad. Yeah, I know who he is now yeah. for sure. Yeah, you so, better so, know him because so he's going to be on the forty acres next year. I uh, had that pick six. Mm-hmm. Number three, the DeSoto Eagles, who uh, defeated Vandegrift. Great effort by the Vipers. Uh, they were down 21-10 at the half. Alex Witt gets the touchdowns, 21-17. It's a ball game in the third quarter there uh, before that gets away. And then DeSoto doesn't. Claude Mathis wins his first state title uh, as head coach. And then finally, and it's a tie at number one. So it would be the one in two spots. So it's a tie at number one. It is Duncanville with its win over North Shore, and it's Albany beating Mark. Why do you ask? Both games had a coach who had won more than 300 games but had never won a state title. Denny Faith of Albany at 343, number four all-time in wins in the state, had never won a state title. Reginald Samples, Reggie was at 309 going in, and they both finally win their first state championships. So congratulations to those coaches and those programs, all of the state champions, all the teams that made it to state. There is your final extended Whataburger Top 5. We need a break. When we come back, Drew Sanders, head coach of the Vandegrift Vipers, will join us. Uh, we'll recap that state championship game against the Soda and the season for the Vipers. And interested to get Drew's thoughts on the whole environment. He's been to AT&T Stadium many times. Obviously, during the high school stuff, had been actually been on the set for us in the past in between games, but to coach in that game. So we'll do that 
when we uh, continue here in Light the Tower on the Horn, 1049, 1019, AM 1260, or live, local, and digital on the Horn app at hornfm.com. I've been watching those, too many of those National Geographic Fish. deals with 30 below, you know, homing. No, the deer thing is done. I'm I'm way too old to fight that deer now. In my younger days, 20 years ago, when we first started eating. Walking in a wonderland. This is like the Tower on the Horn. We'll have our uh, Longhorn Notebook coming up in a few minutes. We'll hear from B. John Robinson on his uh, announcement that uh, his time at the University of Texas has reached its conclusion. Uh, The high school football season has reached its conclusion. Somebody on the uh, Specs text line said, that DeSoto Vandegrift game is going to leave a mark with me. (laughs) Proud of our... Vandegrift guys for getting to the championship and super proud of the way the guys did along the way. Uh, Coach Sanders is loved by the families for the life lessons he teaches and for helping us raise excellent young men. And uh, as if on cue, like I said, I'd asked him if he would pop back on, and he is always gracious enough to visit with us to kind of do a season recap. This will be the deepest uh, we've ever gone into the month of December with a season recap with Vandegrift Vipers head coach Drew Sanders. Our coach conversation is brought to you by Texas Truck and Trail. How you doing this morning, Drew? Hey, I'm doing good. I'm doing good, Craig. How are you? Great. I appreciate you taking the time to do this. And uh, it's like I said, somebody on the text line just said, uh, really proud uh, the Vipers getting to the championship game. Super proud of the way the guys did it along the way. I, I know you are as well. I know there's a, there's the disappointment because once you get to that game, you want to finish the job. But uh, yeah, I'm sure you're extremely proud of of, of the effort and uh, the heart and the desire and all the work your guys put in to reach that game where there were only two teams left standing on Saturday. Oh yeah, I mean, and and the further I'll get, the more special it'll be. You know, away from the date of the game, but. Um, you know, it, it was an unbelievable effort by our guys the entire season. Uh, but, you know, to get there and, and do that the first time, I mean, it's just a huge kind of uh, landmark for your program to be able to prove that you're good enough to get to the state game. And so we're, we were very pleased with that. And uh, though we didn't like losing, we never do. Um, we, I thought we played well and, and, um, and did some good things uh, throughout the game. Just, just couldn't, at the end of the day, their speed was just a little too much for us uh, for four quarters well and and you brought that up when i asked you last week and and i think i remember asking you uh on the uh uh also uh about the uh on the conference call about how you deal with all of that speed and you said it's kind of like uh, uh when you got the hole in the dam in the cartoon and you plug up one and then another and a, did you kind of yeah. get that feeling at some point when you would when you would see a tiger riding and then you would see yeah. a trey wisner a wisner and then yeah. and then all the other stuff that was happening with that well, you know, one of their things that I just – I knew he was fast, but one of, one of my problems, too, is all the guys were fast. I mean, all their guys, and, and if the listeners maybe just are kind of didn't hear our stuff last week, every one of their offensive skill starters have multiple offers. We're talking in the 10s to 20 offers, and they are committed uh, to an FBS school. So it's everywhere. But the quarterback, his scrambling ability, I thought he was faster um, than I realized heading into the game. And so he was able to scoot. We had him third and nine twice, you know, um, third and 10, I think, and third and nine or so. And he scooted and got 11 or eight. You know, he was he was kind of the X factor 
threw the ball accurately. Um, but he, I mean, what they've got is they've got a guy that can disperse the ball around to all that speed. And sometimes when I play um, teams with speed, if you don't have somebody that can disperse, or if you're one dimensional, it, it you know, I'm going to stop you. But when you have, air, you got the edge, you got speed on the edge, you got speed up the middle, and you have a quarterback that can run. I mean, it's almost impossible. So you're just trying to limit them uh, the best you can. I thought our defense did a great job of um, getting turnovers. You know, that, that uh, mm-hmm. running back hadn't fumbled all year. Yeah. 22 had not fumbled all year. He's unbelievable. And then offensively, I just love how we, right when we needed it, they would answer back and they kept us in the game. And obviously they did some things to stop us. Um, and, you know, they could play man at times and, and hold us down. But, um, you know, I love how we answered back coming in from the half. Thought that was a great drive, and uh, lots of hats off to them too. Yeah, I it, it, it was twenty one ten and a half, and I think a lot of folks thought, okay, this thing's done. Your guys come right out, moving down the field. Uh, Alex Witt showed some really good moves there on the really runs, did. especially the one to the end zone for the touchdown. Yeah, I mean, and I thought Alex looked fast. You know, I mean, I know um, he's not he wouldn't win in a track race, but I thought he looked really good in his pads and and O line clearing holes for him. I mean, there's. Nothing but positive uh, feelings from me for this team and their effort. That was the effort they showed all year. Visiting with Drew Sanders, head coach of the Vandegrift Vipers, here on Light the Tower on the Horn, Craig Way and Snoop Daniel. Coach, it was a really cool moment to catch you with your wife and your two sons, which you've coached in varsity, and your daughter just embracing at the end. I think that's what I'll remember the most about that day. But um, the the Viper fans showed up. Can you talk about Viper Nation? Yeah. They did great, actually. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes, it was unbelievable. You know, we tried to organize a whiteout because we were the visiting team wearing all white. So, uh, man, you could see all the white in the stands, and I thought they were extremely loud. That's one of the things that Snoop, I was not prepared for. Like, we had played in the Alamo Dome, and I thought that was going to be allowed, you know, but this thing was my players couldn't hear me and they were five feet away from me. Um, and so the roars, you could feel it like a big play, like the first time they broke a long run that first drive. I mean, the, literally a ground almost shook. And then when we got the fumble, uh, the exact same thing happened on our side. Um, it was, it, it was awesome. And, um, and so it was really cool to see our fan. I mean, I, I can't count the number of text messages and calls and emails I got from people saying, we will be their coach. And they were talking about people that graduated in, in uh, 19 and 17. Some of my original Vipers were texting me and saying, our entire family will be their coach cheering you on. It was amazing. Um, I, I know sometimes between coaches and, and, and players, there are private moments about what you share with them in the locker room. But, it, but you think you can give everybody kind of an overview about the type of things, the message that you had for your guys when it was over? Because I know there, there had to be disappointment for them, but mm-hmm. uh, as you pointed out, you ended up falling to, to the best team in the state and, and, and gave a great effort. Right. So what, what was the type of uh, message that you had to your guys? Because I've heard you say this too, life lessons come in many forms and quite often they're not going to be necessarily associated with winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're exactly right. You know, some of my – we can go just in the coaching profession. Some of my biggest lessons I've learned are through losses. I mean, through the wins, you just don't learn as much. Just unfortunately, that's just the way we all are. You know, the tough things, that's what we learn. Um, but, you know, what I told them was the first thing I said was get your chin up. Get your chest up. Get your chin up because they were all looking down and, and obviously uh, um, a little depressed and upset. And I told them, you have absolutely nothing to hang your head about. Um, it was the most amazing season in Viper history. And so please remember that. And they all, they all looked up, and, and I thought they immediately changed their body language. And, um, and then I just told them, you know, y'all picked the theme of legacy, and y'all said it. 
Um, and y'all are just like the 2018 team showed us that we could win an undefeated district title. You guys are clearing the path for future teams to maybe make it back here. Somebody's got to be the first and, and, um, and figure it out. So that was, and then, that, then we just talked about how proud they were to be a Vipers. We spelled it out one last time and, and we went from there. Um, and so I felt like after I was done, they felt a little bit better. You know, some of the seniors were, it's just, it's just such a final thing. We talk about this, but you can play pickup basketball. You can play golf. You can do all these tennis, but you're never going, 99% of my guys are never going to put the pads on again. And that's the finality of it. That's just hard to shake um, at the end uh, of it. And I've seen a lot of kids go through, you know, this is my 26th year coach and 17th year as head coach. And the seniors are the one you hurt for, you know. True. Uh, visiting with Drew Sanders here on Light the Tower. Uh, I'm curious to get your thoughts on the collective experience for your guys up there. You said you were going to take them up on Friday, let them experience that on Friday night. Then there's mm-hmm. the issue of making sure everybody's sequestered properly in the hotel and feed mm-hmm. them and all that kind of stuff. All that stuff, the big-time college programs and NFL teams as well. Yeah. What was that experience like for the for the program? Well, it was awesome. I want to give a shout-out to LISD. They helped uh, fund a lot of that. Our booster club helped, too. Um, and it was amazing. They were able to put us up in a nice hotel. Um, everybody had a bed where they could get good rest. Um, and then we had meals at the hotel where we didn't have to go to other restaurants, do box lunches, you know, all that kind of stuff that, you know, maybe, um, you know, you think you might have to do, we didn't have to do that. So we walked in the ballroom and we had meals and we had, uh, went to the game uh, the night before. That was a blast. The kids love that. Um, and then we had snack and, um, chapel. And then we had all the, the next day we had an amazing breakfast, went to Colleyville heritage, um, high school, our friends over um, at Colleyville heritage, Todd Raymond, who's athletic director, Kirk Martin, who's the head coach over there. They graciously let us use their facility and indoor. And so we worked out, um, and then, you know, had another pregame meal at the hotel. I mean, everything was so organized. And so, you know, we have amazing booster club help and, and um, and parents were, were there to help us. And, and I think, the kid, in fact, I know the kids, they'll remember that, um, too, the rest of their life. You know, that's just such a bonding moment for all of them. Well, you can, you can tell them, and I'm sure you probably already did, but you can tell them that the way you guys did that, what you just described, that's exactly how major college programs do that. On, on the road with Texas, I can tell you, that's mm-hmm. the long words of the hotel and the team meal, and it's all organized and mm-hmm. a walk through and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, that's the kind of thing, like you said, the experience they also get, not just the uh, the, the experience of playing in the game. Although I thought when your guys took the field also, there wasn't a, a big-eyed, uh, a wide-eyed yeah. look. I, I thought they adjusted yeah. pretty well, even though DeSoto made some plays yeah. early to get the fumble mm-hmm. recovery and all of that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, you, you got to – it's kind of wild, though. The people – I've never done this before, and so I hadn't ever experienced this, but it was a nonstop um, – it was a mix of people, hey, go win state, and, and then it was the other mix of, hey, we're so glad we're here, try to enjoy it. It was hilarious. It was just like everything <laughs> – it, it was just all a mix of things. And so I know the kids were get, – if I was getting into the community, I know the kids were getting the exact same thing. And so you gotta, you got to focus your team and be like, hey – once the game starts, we, we're trying to win a game. And so I, I likened it a lot to homecoming. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on. Our only job is to win the game. And so I thought they did a great job of coming out. I mean, that was obviously 40,000, 35,000 to 40,000 people. Obviously the biggest crowd we've ever faced, the most loud. I mean, all that stuff. I saw we had two kick return issues because 
we had no idea how loud it was. And so we can call people off. Like I'm a deep guy supposed to come up and call the front guy off. And we almost had two issues catching kicks because they couldn't hear each other. And we come over to the sideline. Hey, why didn't you, why didn't you let him get the ball? And they said, well, I didn't hear him, you know? So it's things like that, that we, I thought we managed fairly well. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, a, there's a reason that the teams have been there before find a way to win it eventually because they just have the experience. And so hopefully we'll, we'll parlay this into some experience and some winning experience later. But for now, I was just really pleased with the way they handled all the pressure, all the crowd, and, and, and all the people talking to them. And I thought we went out and played a good football game. Uh, can you bring us up to uh, date on Braden Buchanan? Because I know he got banged up in the game. Hated to see that happen to him. And he's just been a warrior for you. He's our all-flex team quarterback. Uh, uh, can you bring us up to date on him? Because I know he, he got popped pretty good and had the, ended up having to leave the game. Yeah. Yeah, he's got something going something going on with the, with his leg. So we're waiting on, on word. Um, I'll try to let you guys know. Hopefully, it's it's good news. He's getting some scans and things like that. Um, and so hopefully, he was he was moving okay after the game, but definitely not his normal self. So we're hoping that um, he's going to be okay. So we'll put him in our prayers. Just a quick aside: Did the sun ever mess with you, Coach? Oh yeah, the sun coming through that. Yeah, because you do have that occasional was, thing. Yeah. Yeah, I was worried about that, um, but it ended up not one kid mentioned anything. And really, that the sun was only a, a factor in that second quarter, and then it kind of went down. You know, it was overcast and kind of went down. So it was about a five-minute thing where we were talking about it on the headsets, but I didn't think it affected us. Um, though, if it was an entire game like that, I could see how that could be um, a little different. Yeah. Uh Okay, so tell everybody what it, what what happens now for teams that when the season ends, you go all the way to the end of the uh, of the calendar of the high school football calendar. You play on the final day uh, of the, of the season, and that's so that's different than what you have with regard to your off season work and time away for mm-hmm. the kids. So you know, coming off of that, how did it alter or did it in terms of what your yeah. off season plan is for the guys? Well. One of the things that was a little different is after after a season's over, I always have this tradition called senior talks, where our seniors talk to the underclassmen about what they've learned through the program, and we weren't able to do that through my press conference and having to get out of the locker room, and, and uh, then we had a little reception at a hotel, a local hotel after the game, um, and so we weren't able to do that. So that's one thing that we will get done in the spring. We'll have our seniors come and visit with our underclassmen because seniors have so much wisdom that they've learned from the program and I think that's one of the reasons we have high retention rates. We have classes, we have senior classes every year of 45 to 50 kids. And, um, and I think that's a big reason is they understand there's value in our program. Even if I'm not the starter, um, even if I'm not the main guy, I still want to be part of this program. And so that's, that is definitely something that we missed that we will get done because our seniors are amazing. So I'm working on that and figuring those details out. And then it'll just be probably clean up one day. We'll have to try to get some stuff. We need to do some exit interviews where we tell the kids what's going on and what I need from them from this off season, and then we'll get right to work testing, um, you know, all the stuff, seeing where they are, and then we'll we'll start to lift and get right into off season. Um, you know, as far as me, I bought a Christmas tree yesterday, so Did that you? was positive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, real or, or artificial? Well, you know, we try to go real, so okay. we went over to Home Depot, and, and uh, it was kind of like that Christmas with the Cranks movie, if I've ever seen that, where he <laughs> yeah. buys basically a stick, you know? <laughs> that was kind of, there wasn't much left. It's our shortest tree we've ever had, but hey, you know, my wife is a trooper. <laughs> she just waited. My daughter, too, Sadie's like, Dad, when are we getting Christmas? Jazz? like, when we are done with the plows, and we just kept winning and winning and winning, and so she's like, Dad, you promised me the day after the season we would go. 
And so we went and we went to Home Depot and picked out whatever they had left. And so it was like a Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> it kind of is. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, hey, uh, Drew, I, it's always great to visit with you. I appreciate you taking the time out of your extremely busy schedule every single Thursday during the course of the season and and uh, enjoyed uh, having you. I, I enjoyed uh, – I had to think about it and rolled back through my mind. And I'd called games when you were the coach at Travis – but I had never called a football game involving the Vandegrift Vipers. So uh, at the at the getting a, a chance to call one at the highest level was a real thrill for me. I, I appreciate uh, all the all the help and cooperation you and your staff have provided, uh, and to us as well. And congratulations, by the way, to your guys that are all flex uh, team members as well, because very yeah. very. I think Damian Wimberly proved how how, uh, how all flex oh, he was. So <laughs> he played so well he the other so day. Good. The limit for him, I know. Yeah, but well, I wanted to thank you. Uh, uh, for for uh, being a, a part of all this, and we look forward to the continued association. Look forward to visiting with you with you again. Yeah, yeah, I'm sad it's over, but it was a great ride. And uh, Snoop, thank you too, uh, Craig. Thank y'all, and and I can't can't wait till next season already. We'll look forward to it. Hey, ha- have a great Christmas and holiday season, and we'll visit with you down the road. Okay, y'all too. Thanks, all right, guys. that's Drew Sanders, head coach of the Vandegrift Vipers. Uh, one step away, got to the state championship, and they were in a 21-17 ball game in the third quarter before DeSoto pulled away uh, to win it. Uh, but it was, uh, it was a great ride uh, for, for the Vipers, their first ever appearance in the state championship. Uh, okay, it's time now for a Longhorn Notebook. Longhorn Notebook. Longhorn Notebook. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> it's a Longhorn Notebook brought to you by Aaron Bowersock, the home loan expert, your Longhorn lender, and see if she can do for you what she did for Linda and me, and that was to get us uh, that home loan approval turned around in a snap. She is, after all, the person who can uh, make that 10-day or less home loan approval guarantee. And she says, yeah, check her out for great news and updated information uh, on uh, cash out refis so check her out on the web at bowersockteam.com b-o-w-e-r-s-o-c-k bowersockteam.com okay it happened about an hour ago almost on the button uh, and again an announcement that wouldn't really shock anybody who follows Texas Longhorn football, but from the 40 acres, the announcement from Longhorn's running back, B. Sean Robinson. And, I mean, just seeing you guys here, you know, again, is it's pretty cool to me. But, you know, for me, I just, I just want to say, you know, I will be declaring for the 2023 NFL Draft. You know, it's, it's been such a blessing, you know, just being here and, you know, being able to talk to you guys and to, you know, develop a relationship, not just like for a football relationship, but I know that, you know, if I see you guys just outside of football and, you know, even just in a story, like it's gonna be all love. But for me, it's it's been a fun ride here. I've you know done everything you know, that I try to do in God's plan for me while I've been here. And you know, I want to thank just everybody. I mean, all the coaches, you know, my teammates, people back home, my family, most importantly, God, just for just giving me the opportunity to you know keep growing here as a you know kid to a man. Uh, a tremendous young man, a great running back, one of the definitely a top five, if not higher on the list, depending on uh, which criteria you're using and all that stuff. A great, uh, greatest running back in uh, UT history type thing. He's in he's in that category of mentioning in top five or somewhere in that conversation, depending on your criteria. And uh, so he will move on and get ready uh, to be a, a first-round NFL draft choice. Uh, DeMarvian Overshone yesterday tweeted out that he also will be preparing for the NFL draft. No word 
yet on Roshan Johnson. Roe was on the sidelines Friday night. He was on the PNG sideline. Did you see him, Snoop, when he was hanging out there in his uh, letter jacket? Yeah, uh, I, I turned into a horn eye reporter for a little bit because I was like, you know, anything a little UT inside I was trying to get to. But He's that, a great dude. You could have yeah. gone up to him and done it, something really? with him if you Oh, yeah. He so he looks so uh, like cool, like with the shoes. Yeah, I mean, he's very right. well. Like he an actor. is a great guy. Okay. He's just a he, the, those two guys are two of the best Longhorn student athlete people I I have ever encountered. They're they're that good. I mean, I can put them up there with and and they're way 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 too many for me to name. But I mean, just ones that leap off the page. David Thomas. Uh, uh, at at uh, tight end, uh, you know, I think about you know, when Rod was playing at UT. Just great guys that you got a chance on like Houston Street uh, with baseball, uh, Royale Ivy uh, with basketball, and and uh, obviously, uh, you know, uh, TJ Ford and and Kevin Durant was always just great guys, and and uh, and there's great other great student athletes on all of these athletic programs. Logan Eggleston with the volleyball team winning their national championship, just a remarkable young woman and a tremendously talented player who reached the mountaintop uh, both as a student athlete and uh, also uh, individually uh, as a student athlete being the national player of the year and now she's on uh, to the next level and they got to light the tower orange and they were and and uh, had the team photos out there yesterday and they're just fulfilling their destiny they were the best volleyball team in the nation all season long they proved it uh, you know, they had the, the, the one hiccup, if you will, a five-set loss at Iowa State. And that was it. They avenged that loss later in the year and just roared through the postseason, dropped a, a set uh, here, and then uh, and then uh, won three, won a couple of times, and then, and then uh, moved on and, and uh, uh, dropped one set to San Diego, the opening set in the semifinal, and then swept Louisville. So fabulous season. For Texas volleyball, third NCAA national championship, fourth overall national title because in the pre-NCAA days in the 70s and 80s before they before the NCAA basically uh, sanctioned women's athletics, it was the AIAW, the Association for Intercollegiate Athletics for Women, that crowned national champions in uh, and. Uh, Texas won an AIA national, AIAW national title as well. So their fourth overall national championship, third uh, in the NCAA, second one for Jared Elliott. So great job by Coach Elliott and by that entire coaching staff. And uh, also uh, just tremendous uh, work there uh, by the those uh, Longhorn ladies. They, they were tremendous. All right, uh, we need a break. When we come back, we're going to have Inconceivable. We will uh, next hour bring you – uh, Rodney Terry's conversation. In fact, we'll do that not long after the top of the hour. Uh, our uh, conversation with uh, Texas acting head coach Rodney Terry after the Longhorn men's basketball victory yesterday. Our Longhorn notebook next hour, we'll hear from Rory Harmon uh, for the Texas women's basketball team for their win. So we're covering it for you as we always do, stem to stern. But we wanted you to hear from B. John Robinson, uh, his uh his announcement that he will forego his senior season and uh, not uh, play in the Alamo Bowl as he'll get ready for the NFL draft. Up next, we'll bring in Conceivable here on Light the Tower on the Horn, 1049, 1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Hi, I'm Brad with Homes by Avi. And I'm Aaron Bauer. Of Inconceivable, as we bring it to you here this morning. 
fast food note for you, Snoop. Um, little uh, fast food update for you here. Does it have anything to do with Christmas? Do they have Little Debbie's Christmas cakes now available? At- <laughs> you know what? Those have been hard to find. Linda tried to find the, the, the little white tri- the Christmas yes, tree cake With the cream in the middle. Yeah, or the holiday ones with the red. The, yeah, hard to find. Hard to find. I'm That's just saying. Both at H-E-B and Randall's. She's been to both. Hard to find. <laughs> she was looking for That's them. terrible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully they'll uh, they'll restock with that. Uh, Bob no, Humbug. This was just a, because uh, every now and then I give you these updates about the um, app for McDonald's, which I think you still do not have, right? Not yet. It's as easy as just downloading an app. How many apps do you have on your phone? Well, no food apps except for Grubhub. Okay. But there's a lot of other ones. I mean, you know. Yeah, right. All, all right. the weird ones. Well, I, I, the only reason, and I'm not advocating you download any app for food. What I'm saying is as often as you avail yourself of fast food, for expediency's sake, it might help you. How much fast food did you eat over the weekend? Ooh, I ate a lot of Cowboy Stadium burgers and hot dogs. I would wow, say. Wow, that was not cheap either. Well, if you're up in the press box, you get it for $8. Okay. So, and I got a voucher one time too. Okay. So, anyway, so, so I, you know, it was. But yeah, because Logan Lawrence is like, bro, you've been putting these hot dogs and burgers down. Yep. Yeah, did he say that to you? Yeah, because yeah. I had a whole, I had a moan sack anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, uh, you know, um, the, the, Linda went out to get me a hot dog in between the 6A Division II and 6A Division I state championship games. And I hadn't, I hadn't eaten much that that day. They, 